Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-hosts Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. We have a number of people going to be talking with today. We know Tuesday is a big, big day. As a matter of fact, if you haven't put your ballot in the mail, we're going to be talking, uh, first of all, with uh, the president of Washington State Labor Council, Larry Brown. We'll also be talking with Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos, King County Councilmember Larry Gossett, State Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos, and Rhonda Wilkerson from New Beginnings Christian Fellowship about their upcoming uh, scholarship banquet. And we'll be talking to their keynote speaker next week, Dr. Herman Felton. But right now, President Larry Brown is on the air, and the Washington State Labor Council has been doing an outstanding job in bringing about equality back to Washington State. Have to give uh, your Secretary Treasurer, April Sims, a shout-out yeah. too, Larry. So uh, first of all, I want you to share with our listeners a little bit about your background. We know you're the president, but you were doing something before you became the president. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me on your show. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience about this very important subject. Yeah, so uh, prior to uh, my election last year to be president of the State Labor Council, I was the legislative and political director for the Aerospace Machinist Union, the folks that build those jets. And uh, I came off the shop floor, got active with the union, uh, eventually became a union rep, and then... uh, the legislative and political director. And uh, I know that Sean Bagsby right now, I think he's uh, political director for IBEW? 77, that's 70, correct. Okay, okay, yeah. So I have some kind of idea actually being involved with uh, I-1000 and I-200, especially with I-1000 that's passed, passed around. Um, also House Bill 1918, which is creating a public development, a community preservation development authority at the old SVI uh, property and that was led by Representative Santos. But, uh, Larry, we've got some real important issues on the ballot uh, right now. Uh, one, uh, Washington State Labor Council supporting, and there's another one uh, that they're opposing. So I would just like to have you talk about both of those ballot measures and uh, the pitfalls that you might see in either one of them or the advantages you might see in either one. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, next Tuesday is a very important day. Uh, We're going to determine uh, a great deal about the future of Washington State with the results of Tuesday's election. Uh, First off, uh, we've been working with others in the community uh, for about a year and a half on I-1000, now on the ballot appearing as R-88 to approve I-1000. And uh, I was very proud of the fact that uh, machinists were leaders on uh, I-1000, which will reestablish fairness, which will take uh, Washington State into the future. We're currently one of, I believe, only eight states that prohibits consideration of uh, ethnicity or other considerations for affirmative action. And uh, it's uh, we've seen in the 20 years since I-200 with diminishing opportunities for people of color, uh, other marginalized uh, members of the community, and uh, it's time we change that. And so I urge all union members, and for that matter, all citizens of the state of Washington, to approve I-1000 and R-88. And the other big issue that, again, will impact the future of our state is uh, initiative 976. Another Tim Iman attack on infrastructure, on the ability of the citizens of this state to raise 
revenue for the benefit of our of our state and our citizens. And uh, we're talking four billion dollars worth of cuts to transportation at the statewide level. Cities uh, across our state, from Anacortes to Zilla, will uh, see their ability to raise funds uh, locally to fix roads uh, all. Uh, taken away by I-976. So that is why we're strongly opposing I-976 and urge everyone to vote against that. Uh, Larry, from an infrastructure perspective, because I know, excuse me, when I drive around, I look at some of these bridges, they absolutely need repair. But I'm also thinking about all those workers out there with good livable wage jobs. Do you have any idea of how many people are going to be impacted if, in fact, we don't defeat that initiative? Well, it's going to be in the thousands. Uh, thousands of workers will lose their jobs. But what I'm trying to emphasize, in addition to the workers that are building, maintaining, and operating our transportation systems, not only will they lose their jobs, but when companies realize that uh, our transportation system is grinding to a halt, we'll lose future jobs as well. So it is uh, truly going to impact a lot of folks, building and construction trades, amalgamated transit union members that will lose their jobs. Uh, we will lose uh, transit hours and operations uh, across the state. And, and from that perspective, I guess that would also have an impact on the effectiveness of uh, Referendum 88 once it's approved, i got to think, positive once it's approved on those young people or the people's opportunity even to get some contracts or to, uh, to provide another livable wage job. So when, you, when you're running the campaign, because I know that the uh, Washington State Labor Council has been right out there in the forefront pushing it, are we running them concurrently, the two campaigns, to get those initiatives passed now or the referendum and the initiative? We absolutely are uh, running uh, both uh, programs and uh, – our unions across the state are putting people uh, out on the street this weekend. We'll be doorbelling on behalf of the approved I-1000 R88 and no on 976. We'll be carrying literature door-to-door uh, to union households to ensure that they're informed of the impact of uh, these two very important initiatives. And Larry, uh, Eddie right here again. Uh, could you give our listening audience uh, some idea of the number of uh, workers who are members of the various unions who are part of the Washington State Labor Council? Yeah, Washington State, we're blessed to be the third highest union density state in the nation. Uh, nearly one out of five workers uh, carries a union card in their wallet uh, or purse. Uh, we are talking over 600,000 workers are represented by a union in the state of Washington, over 600 locals. So, um, you know, we, we intend to have a very positive impact on both of these ballot measures. And, uh, Larry, I'm glad to hear that you said you're going to have your, your folks out on the streets. I was just talking uh, before we went on the air to Reverend Dr. Kerry Anderson of Seattle uh, First AME uh, Church. And... Uh, He's uh, they're having a memorial service for uh, uh, the late John uh, John Elijah Elijah Cummings, and uh, oh, they will be man. emphasizing 
the folks to, to make sure if they haven't turned their ballots in, to turn them in. So uh, a lot of the folks in the clergy are doing the right things about bringing equality and equity, and it's good that when we all work together, I think we can get something done. I think you're right, and uh, just want to uh, comment on uh, the Honorable Elijah Cummings, who I had the honor to meet a couple of times, a real warrior for uh, Baltimore and uh, people uh, of this country and our democracy. And, uh, uh, Larry, in terms of, uh, of uh, any additional information, if we have listeners that uh, I've been posting uh, Approve 88, and they got the little ballot sample ballot that I got from Representative Santos, who will be on today as well, which I've been circulating, and I'm asking uh, others uh, in the listening audience, if you uh, receive a sample ballot on the email, please share that with as many people as you can because turnout's going to be key. And uh, so we really can't afford to come up short by somebody not taking the time to submit their ballot. Uh, It's going to be essential to bring equality back to Washington State. After 21 years of non-affirmative action, we have saw uh, how we've lost an entire neighborhood uh, in the central area of Seattle. And uh, one of the things that we're working on, and hopefully you uh, you guys will work with us on, is that right now we have the Central Area Preservation uh, Development Authority, which at the old right. SVI building. And we've been talking to people like Pastor uh, Lawrence Willis about reestablishing the pre-apprenticeship program there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was brought to uh, uh, Seattle by Do- Do- Reverend Dr. Samuel Barry McKinney as part of the Seattle OIC uh, 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 process. And so what we'll be doing is we'll be reaching out to everybody, that's trying right. to make sure we provide opportunities and the training, because that's why SOIC was originally there. And, you know, President Brown, let me just say, too, that, that we are very pleased because you came down to meet with the Washington State Civil Rights Coalition. There's the building you in April. And from that perspective, we're very appreciative that, that you're actually embracing, embracing the community. But what would be nice also, because on that uh, November 3rd, Sunday, November 3rd at 4 p.m., for Elijah Cummings and the, and the I-1000 campaign is going to be at First ME Church. And I, I know the Reverend Anderson is putting together solidarity partners. It might be nice if Washington State Labor Council was on that list. What do you, what do you think? That might be doable? I think that would be excellent. The, uh, the Washington State Labor Council stands, stands ready to work with the community on these workforce training uh, initiatives. They're so important to make sure our young people have opportunities to, uh, you know, to, to live a, a life of, of uh, uh, decency and, and have a, a, the ability to, to earn a living wage. Uh, there's nothing that contributes more to uh, positive outcomes in people's lives than to have a good family uh, wage job. And uh, I want to also just take a moment to uh, acknowledge the work of uh, Jesse Weinberry for his uh, making sure that this uh, initiative got to the ballot. And, uh, you know, I I just think that it's important uh, that we all acknowledge that. Okay. Well, Larry, that's that's great. We're going to be talking with Jesse Weinberry real soon. So thank you very much, Larry. We look forward to working with you in the future. Until April, we say hello. There you go. We'll do that, and have a have a great day. And remember, uh, vote your ballot. All right, All now right. thanks, Larry. We appreciate you, Larry Thank Brown, you. president of the Washington State Labor Council, in a.
proponent of I-1000. And uh, do we have uh, Representative Santos on the line? Hello? Hello? Yes, okay. Uh, hey, with Evans and Eddie you. Rye with Eric on the boards, Representative Santos. We just got off the line with uh, Washington State Labor Council uh, President Larry Brown, and we know that uh, you put up uh, s- some very good arguments during the legislative process of creating, uh, making I-1000 a state law, uh, give you and Senator Bob Hasegawa a lot, great deal of credit. Matter of fact, I reposted on Facebook uh, Senator Hasegawa's comments during the hearing on I-1000. It's on my Facebook page if you want to hear what he had to say. Oh, great. Good. So we want to find out uh, what kind of encouraging words do you have for I-1000 and what uh, kind of sad words you have if it doesn't pass. Well, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Eddie and Hayward, very, very much for making sure that this stays top of mind with your listening uh, audience. Um, It's next Tuesday, November 5th, is a very, very important election day on many, many fronts. Um, We know that we stand on the shoulders of uh, giants and icons uh, who uh, worked tirelessly, and some even gave up their lives to ensure that we would have the full breadth of access to the civil rights um, that this country and our Constitution promises. One of those things is um, to be free from discrimination. And we know that because institutionalized racism, uh, implicit bias is a still unresolved societal issue, we must have programs that are designed to level the playing field for those peoples who have been historically marginalized um, and left out of every type of opportunity. Um, And we know that in 1998, and even before, when the legislature was contemplating uh, legislation to eliminate affirmative action in the state of Washington, uh, we had tens of hundreds of, of uh, folks turning out in Olympia to testify against those efforts. And then throughout 1998, when I was first on the ballot for the state house, we had to hear all of the horrible stories mm. about how affirmative action was discriminatory against people of color. You and I know that that is a false narrative. It was a false narrative then when I-200 promised to equalize the playing field for all persons by eliminating discrimination, and it is a false narrative today by those who are opposing uh, the adoption of Initiative 1000. We know that in the intervening 20 years since I-200 was implemented, that economic opportunities, both in employment and, more important, in contracting uh, for people of color, particularly African Americans, uh, has plummeted. Not that it was ever very um, high for any uh, group of color. Um, or for women, for that matter. We, we are fighting over the dregs of those public contracts. And I-1000 uh, will turn back our attention to how do we broaden 
the opportunities? How do we open the door to opportunity for more communities of color and hold our public uh, agencies accountable for knowing what the numbers are to make sure that we are uh, providing the uh, step up and step forward uh, for those who are otherwise being shut out and left behind. So um, I know I could go on forever. I don't want to take up all of your time, but as somebody who has been leading the fight in Olympia for these past 20 years, because I find it an insult that uh, I-200 is still on the books uh, after having uh, had to share ballot space with that uh, initiative, I am bound and determined that we finally, finally try and amend that initiative to make it fairer for our communities of color. Well, I just want to commend you for uh, coming up, stepping up with legislation uh, to repeal I-200 and to not make it out of the committee. But I have to remind people, and I think uh, we all need to remind people, that uh, you saw the shortcoming and in 2007 passed House Bill S, substitute House Bill 1328, which allowed for smaller businesses and companies to get engaged in the public uh, uh, contracting space. And, uh, you know, uh, Sound Transit adopted the, legis- the, the policy, but no other uh, public agency has had used that state law. And some people say, well, it says may and not shall. So there's been an opportunity for the last 12 years but as you and I discussed, a lot of those folks who are in office now was not around back in those days. And I think we need to make an effort to uh, educate these folks to what options they have uh, that are made available through your legislation that you passed in 2007. You're absolutely right, Eddie, and thank you for uh, raising that because uh, there are a number of people who would suggest uh, that, um, you know, we um, don't want to discriminate. But the law is the law, and Initiative 200 says that we cannot do this or that. Well, uh, Substitute House Bill 1328 says that you may do something different. Right. And here's how that can happen. And as you pointed out, only one brave um, uh, jurisdiction has stepped forward to actually embrace that legislation. Well, I think we were right when we were down to City Hall, and I said that it had been around for since 2012, but actually it was 2007. And uh, one of the council members asked me if they could get a copy of the legislation and its in the intent. And I think once uh, you get enough time and put something together, we need to disseminate that to all of the elected officials in Martin Luther King uh, Jr. County and Lyle Quasim and the folks in, and down at the Black Collective in Pierce County would like to have a copy as well. And Janice Green and the people up at the NAACP up in Snohomish County so they would have something to actually approach the elected officials and have a conversation about so I just want to thank you. We're going to have you back on talking about uh, the, the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, which was another piece of your legislation, a House Bill 1918 that passed both the House and the Senate unanimously in the last legislative session that will uh, turn the SVI property into the Community Preservation Development Authority. So we'll have another conversation about that as we go down the line. So, Representative Santos, thank you so much thank for you. all your work and your advocacy for us. We appreciate you. Appreciate you both as well. Thank you. Okay, then. Okay, our next guest is Martin Luther King Jr. County Council Member Larry Gossett. 
And uh, Larry, I saw something from New Beginnings where you and Estella Ortega, executive director of uh, El Centro de la Raza, will receive a, a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, at the 2019 Future Leaders Scholarship Banquet that we held Sunday, November 9th uh, at New Beginnings. And we're going to have Rhonda Wilkerson on a little later talking about that. So wanted to hear your comments on I-1000 and the devastating effects of uh, 1998, an uh, 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 initiative that was called the Washington State Civil Rights Act, which ended up being anything but civil and the show wasn't right. So welcome, Councilmember right. Gossett. And there, as you know, we have people today that have signs all over Bellevue and Mercer Island that said, vote against discrimination. Uh, there's always people that use trickery, just like our president uses trickery about a lot of the stuff that he does. Uh, but the best example uh, that I have, particularly for a radio program, real quickly, is what happened in the Education Opportunity Program at the University of Washington. Uh, uh, in 1998, uh, they entered 417 black students into the University of Washington. In the fall of 1999, they only had 82 uh, and that was because we were, the University of Washington, as well as many, many other institutions, still uh, committed to fighting uh, 400 years, 350 years of exclusion. And we were making progress, but we went backward afterwards. That's the importance of I-1000. It allows us to take a few steps forward in relationship to opportunities for minorities and women in terms of employment and access to higher education. So I-1000, or uh, I don't know what they call it, 88. Yeah, reference, yeah. yeah approve 88. By next Tuesday, Eddie. Yeah, and there's a sample ballot of uh, approve uh, 88, uh, which would be uh, approving I-1000. That's on, on my Facebook page, and it's being circulated around now, so everybody knows that as well. So uh, anyway, this... Uh, now, there was another uh, article I saw in the Seattle Medium newspaper last week about some program you'd initiated at Kane County. Can you, can you share I, with our listeners exactly what that was? Okay, but I initiated a lot of... Well, this uh, was on the front page of the Medium last yeah, week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read the Medium? Uh, yeah. The Medium is the message. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I was on the front page uh, two weeks ago and then last week, too. Okay. So I was very happy about that okay uh, well uh, we want to hear about the programs that you have yeah, for the people yeah it's an announcement of uh 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 five key measures five measures uh to combat uh the exclusion and the displacement of renters in king county and when i say king county i mean the unincorporated area because that's the only place that we have direct land use authority over because in the 39 cities, the city councils make the decisions about what happens. So I'm passing legislation. Two of the five pieces have already been passed uh, aimed at uh, not allowing uh, landlords to raise rent over 10% uh, without fixing up all the uh, defaults that they have in their building uh, that are impacting their 
uh, tenants. Also, we're discontinuing them being able to evict people in unincorporated King County after just 20, giving them 20 day notice. They're going to have to give at least 60 or 90. A third piece of the legislation is that if you ask everyone in your building to move out through no fault of the tenants, it's because you want to remodel or sell the whole building, then you and the county both together have responsibility for paying two to three months of the rent of low-income tenants. And by low-income, we mean 50% of average medium income in Seattle and surrounding areas that we call Martin Luther King Jr. County. That's $40,000 or less that we get two or three months uh, a little head start to get a new place. We think, uh, and then the fourth one is uh, making it possible for more working class people to become homeowners in some very creative ways. Uh, and then lastly, uh, we're not going to allow landlords to just willy-nilly raise the rent over 10% anymore uh, in the future without really good justifications that we lay out so uh, I'm hopeful that all these measures are passed out, Eddie, and the listening audience uh, by so December. So as the county council, that's on uh, their docket yes. to be voted on? Yes. Uh, we voted on two of them already. Oh, great. Okay. The other three. They were in the affirmative, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get, yeah. Uh, and the last one was a setting up a rentless commission because I, I, I don't know if I'm still going to be there after uh, December, but with a renter's commission made up of all renters from all over the county, they'll keep pressure on us to be accountable, to continue to fast measures that benefit folks who rent uh, in Skyway and White Center, all the areas outside the city of Seattle. So I'm happy that I'm getting support from my colleagues mm-hmm. and getting these measures passed now. Okay. So I know you got Mayor Jimmy Model, the Mayor of Burien, on your side, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's and, and he's also a strong supporter of my re-election effort. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's supporting me. Okay. But again, and and if you live in Burien, he and his uh, he is the mayor and the city council members. They would have to pass measures to provide further protection for folks who are renting. Uh, I wish that our measures covered all the city. It would be pretty nice, but. Uh, we, we, it's a good start, Eddie. Yeah, I agree. Just like restoring uh, affirmative action to the extent that we are allowed to under 1,000 is an excellent move forward. Okay, Councilmember Larry Gossett, thank you very thank much. You. We appreciate the, right. the work you're doing for the people, and we'll be thank talking you. with you again soon. So thank you. Thank All you. Right. Eddie, remember to tell everybody to vote by 8 o'clock Tuesday. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah we've been harping Absolutely. on that all program. Yeah. We will continue to do that, uh, too. Okay, then. Right. Thanks, Councilman Gossett. We really appreciate all your efforts. Okay, right, we're going to take a quick break and wait for Mayor Jenny Durkin to give us a call. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. 
more stations, more places. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, Eric playing some Halloween music for us. Uh, first of all, I want to let you know that um, Urban, Forum is brought, uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Port of Seattle, uh, Sound Transit Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions with David Fukuhara, give him his money back. <laughs> Concourse Concessions with Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett. And Stephanie Ogle does our, our website. And uh, we're waiting right now to, uh, for Mayor Jenny Durkin to call us. And, you know, the mayor, her schedule is not always what it should be. But she is responsible for the city more so than being on this program. So we're going to be hooking back up with uh, Jesse Weinberry, uh, who was a leader of uh, the Signature Gathering campaign that uh, catapulted I-1000 uh, to uh, the state legislature, and both the House and Senate voted into law. So uh, we're not talking about uh, having something that it is was the law and the referendum 88 right. passed, which was not approve 88, but another one. Okay, on the ballot, let's say approve I-1000, and that's what you want to vote on. Approve I-1000 will be on your ballot. Make sure Make sure you vote to include yourself. And then another thing is on Sunday, November 3rd, uh, Reverend Dr. Kerry Anderson at First AME is inviting the community to come out to where, Hayward? Uh, to First AME Church, 4 o'clock, and that's for the Elijah Cummings Memorial. But it's a solidarity partnership around uh, uh, I-1000, making sure that we're getting those ballots in. This is a critical period in history. And the, the person sure to talk about, tell us how critical it is, is on the line right now. Uh, Attorney Jesse Weinberry, Sr. So, uh, Jesse, uh, I was pleased to hear that the president of Washington State Labor Council has some positive remarks for you about all the hard work you're doing. So uh, give, give us uh, uh, what's going to be coming up uh, on uh, Tuesday night uh, for Election Day. Well, a lot of people, I mean, first of all, to first of all, thank you, Eddie, for the work that you're doing and Hayward for the work that you're doing in terms of spreading the word. And, and educating people about I-1000. What a lot of people uh, do not understand, and I, and I guess I can put it in, in proper context by referring to I-1000 as a rocket ship. Every rocket ship, when it is soaring to break into outer space, reaches a point where you need booster rockets. The rocket won't break that gravitational pull that's trying to yank it back down to Earth. You need booster rockets. And so you have been one of the Tremendous booster rockets for I-1000. Uh, Hayward has, uh, and the late Washington State Labor Council has as well. And so when you think of the churches and and the uh, NAACP and the Urban League and, and uh, uh, individual, or I should say institutions like Group Health Foundation and others, these are the booster rockets which are essential for uh, any, any rocket like I-1000, which is a massive rocket seeking to benefit so many people to be launched and to break that gravitational pull that occasionally tries to tug it back to Earth. And so we appreciate all of our boost rockets out there who are making I-1000 successful. And uh, then there's a big event planned uh, for Election Watch. It's planned for uh, uh, t- Tuesday, 5 to 9 at Mount Zion, the Fellowship Hall. 
That's right. On uh, on election night, which is November 5th, uh, Tuesday, uh, we're inviting everyone to uh, come together at the church where it all began. I-1000 kicked off uh, uh, actually August 28, 2018, at Mount Zion with a funeral. We funeralized I-200, put it to rest, and said that we were now about to give birth to a new Washington with a new uh, policy on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we didn't know then that we would have the uh, uh, successes of over the support of over four, or nearly 400,000 people across the state. Uh -huh. We didn't know then that we were going to have the legislature pass it into law. And uh, we want to bring everyone back to Mount Zion where it started. There is no required fee to come in and be a part of this okay. unity celebration. We welcome Everyone, matter of fact, young people in particular, bring your kids to witness history. Yeah. And uh, and everyone needs to come in and show their ballot stub. Every time you vote, you're able to tear off that okay. ballot stub. We want Jesse, you to I need, bring I need those ballot stubs I, I need you to share. Zion. I need you to share a little time with Mayor Durkin. She's running, but she's a supporter as well. As you know, she we were down there for the signing of the resolution. Yeah. Would you bring her up, uh, uh, Eric? Mayor, Mayor Jenny Durkin? Yeah, this is Jenny. Is yeah, well, ready? Yeah, find me. Hey, whatever hey. my co-host is here. And Jesse Weinberry, the, the gatherer, the signature, most signature gathering brother I've ever seen, almost 400,000 <laughs> supporting <laughs> I-1000. So, uh, Mayor Durkin, we really wanted you on today because, you know, Election Day is Tuesday, and we had uh, the honor to witness you signing the, the CL City Council's resolution in support of I-1000. And if you could just share with our listeners give a little motivational speech on the importance of participating in the electoral process? Look, I want to, first I want hands off to everyone who's in your studio and to you, Eddie, to get this thing rolling and make it real. And I love the image of this is a burial of the I-200. All of us worked on that. We tried to get it defeated. There are few times in life that you as a voter get a vote to undo something that's very unjust. And this is a chance to do it. Make sure that we stand for what's right and roll back the clock so that there really is true opportunity and true equity in, in our city and our state. So everybody needs to vote. You need to get everybody you know to vote. And this is a way for us to stake out and show people what we stand for here in Seattle and across Washington State. And I was very pleased uh, to see you sign the executive order for equity and inclusion. And I think that was earlier this month. That's exactly right. We already signed an executive order for equity inclusion on a range of things, but one of the things we want to make sure is that we are ready to go so that our contracting in the city of Seattle actually gives people a fair shot at getting some of the great prosperity in this city. Um, too many people have been locked out of it. We've seen Seattle change so much since I've been a kid here, and we've got to get back to a place where people really have a fair shot. And I will not, I, 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 Jesse, uh, you and the mayor can talk at the same time, but I wanted to have Jesse Weinberry uh, make any observation or remark to you about your support, Mayor Durkin. Well, absolutely. I mean, we talked earlier about booster rockets, and there's no booster rocket stronger than Jenny Durkin. Before she was mayor, she was out there fighting against Tim Iman when he was trying to put I-200 in, into law. And since she's been mayor, she's been one of the leaders, not just in Seattle, but in the entire state. Uh, Jenny and I have known one another since law school, and it, I've just been proud to see her lead boldly and loudly on this and many other issues. And so I want to thank you, 
Mayor Durkin, for being one of the I-1000 booster rockets that has uh, helped it be successful. Mayor Durkin? Well, it's an honor to do it, and I just, I'm so proud of the effort that people said, you know what, we're going to get this thing taken off the ballot, and we're going to go to the legislature, and if they don't do it, we're going to go to the people, because we're not afraid of standing up for equity. And so, Jesse, thanks for your work. I think you had, uh, you had Councilmember Gossett and, and Representative uh, Santos there as well. Everybody's been in these trenches fighting for equity, and it's really great to see that we got a chance to stand up and show it. So thanks to all your listeners. Get out there, vote. Make sure you vote, and let's really stand for justice. Well, Mayor Durkin, before you go, I just want to let you know that we've had uh, uh, Larry Brown, president of Washington State Labor Council, on the program first today. We've had Representative State Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos, and you call these names off, yeah. uh, we we and we got Jesse Weinberry, so and you, so we pretty much got uh, all the rockets. I think those are all the boosters that those come together. <laughs> Councilman Gossett, and we also had Larry uh, Councilman Larry Gossett on today too. And Mayor Durkin, I want to also extend an invitation to you. The first AME, there's going to be a memorial service for Elijah Cummings on Sunday at four o'clock, and they also will be talking about making sure everybody supports I-1000 and submitting their ballots. So I want to pass that on behalf of Reverend Dr. Kerry Anderson, the pastor of the church, because I'll let him know Eddie, you would be on breaking there. news. And we will make sure that we send something. I will be on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm out of town during that hour, but we'll make sure we get something to for, for Kerry because that's so important. Elijah, he was such an important voice for America, yes. and it's great to have First Amy doing that. Um, and and everyone there, you're exactly right, Eddie. You know, you provide this kind of venue for your listeners and build this kind of community so people come together and focus on what we need to do to move forward. So thank you for that. Okay. Uh, Representative Weinberry had a comment before you left, Mayor. Yes. Breaking news. Another booster rocket. We've just received the endorsement of uh, Martin Luther King III, the son, of course, the iconic wow. civil rights leader, Martin Luther King Jr., he will be announcing his endorsement tomorrow, uh, November 1st, 10 a.m., at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church. We will be holding a press conference announcing his support. That's fantastic. We got it going. Booster hey. rocket. We got it yeah. going. Okay. Well, Mayor Durkin, I know your time is limited. Jesse, hold on with us. And thank you so All much right. for taking thank the time, Mayor Jenny. Thank you so much, Eddie. And, and Jesse, take care. And, and listeners, vote, vote, vote. All right. Excellent. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Mayor. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, Jesse, what are the next steps? I mean, you know, I think there are some housekeeping things that, that has to be done. Uh, what happens once this uh, this I-1000 passes? How soon? It's, it's already a state law, okay? So uh, in some institutions, I think uh, the president of the University of Washington and some others were getting their staffs prepared as though I-1000 well, it was the law, and they were preparing to implement it. So where do we go from here? Well, one thing that I have said for a long time, ever since I was in the legislature many years ago, and that is there's only one thing worse than a bad law, and that's a good law never implemented. There's many, many, many laws on the books that no one ever bothered to implement, and they knew they had no intention of implementing them when they passed them. We cannot let I-1000 be one of those laws. So you ask a perfect question, even though I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not, I've never been one 
to dance in the end zone uh, before I saw the points on the board. But assuming we get our vote on next Tuesday night, the uh, Wednesday morning, we need to be up and, and in Olympia meeting with the governor's office to start the implementation process. He has to appoint commissioners to the newly formed uh, Governor's Commission on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. That includes community members as well as uh, legislators as well as administrators coming from all sectors of the state. We have to begin meeting with every mayor. Of course, Mayor Durkin is already ahead of most of the mayors, but we have to meet with mayors of every city, every county executive, every uh, president of every college, state, university, uh, every uh, commissioner of the port. There are 75 ports in this city. Every superintendent of the 294 school districts. We have a long ways to go to make sure that implementation begins immediately and that we hold all of these elected and appointed officials accountable to implementing this law. You know, Jesse, I'm glad you said that because we had a, a Representative Santos on earlier, and she got House Bill 1320 passed where it said uh, May versus Shell. And these people, it was like an implied bias, be it subconscious or a conscious bias. But if you're not there to hold them accountable, that law won't be implemented. We got to hold them Absolutely. accountable. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, we've got to, and we cannot allow any time to go past. If we wait till like January, February, the legislature will be in session, and mm. they will be focusing on making new laws, and they can easily forget about this one. So the next, uh, like I said, we're going to pass it uh, Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, we'll be in Olympia meeting with the governor. Well, I'm glad you said the rocket, too. We look at a satellite rocket. We lost, everybody knows, over that 20 years, we lost over $3 billion. Just from the state. Just from the state. Now, if you take that and just say three times turnover in the community, that's $9 billion. This is bigger than a satellite rocket, which is the largest rocket we have in the world. It's a, a, right. a manufacturing uh-huh. plant of rockets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So we've uh, got to get this passed. So, Jesse, quickly, could you uh, let uh, our listeners know exactly what I-1000 would do and in what areas? Well, number one, I-1000 reverses the law that's on the books now called I-200. I-200 prohibits affirmative action, particularly for women and all people of color. That's African Americans, Asian, Native Americans, Hispanics, all new immigrants who may be people of color, from getting access to higher education, which means college education, college and universities, technical schools, folk tech schools, uh, it prevents them from getting uh, equal access to employment. That's uh, over 400,000 jobs on the state, county, city, municipal, school board, port commission level. And it prohibits use of, 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 of race and gender when it comes to awarding contracts. And that's what Hayward is referring to, that just on the state level, the government has reported that we have lost, I emphasize, lost $3.5 billion over the last 20 years since the passage of I-200. And so I-1000 is to reclaim that $3.5 billion to make sure we gain it over the next 20 years. And it's also to open up the doors immediately to hiring in terms of state, county, municipal jobs, and immediately 
to our state colleges and universities so they so our young people and the future generations can get the education that we pay for. Many people say the education we deserve. No, it's the education that all of us pay for in terms of taxes. How much you learn determines how much you earn, and it all begins with education. You know, I'm glad you said that, too, because we had Councilmember Gossett on earlier, and he was saying in 1998 there was 417 African Americans admitted at the U. But then in 1999, only 82. And, Jesse, you know, most of them are athletes. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Unpaid athletes. Yep. We're going to change that one, too. <laughs> so, Representative Wineberry, Attorney Wineberry, major signature gather. Thank you very much for all the work you did. Uh, you are the rocket, so we really appreciate you, you brother. So we'll be. No, no, I one thousand is the rocket. I'm yeah. one of the rocket boosters, like okay. the rest of us. Well, you're well, the big one in the middle. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, you need to be down to First CME on Sunday uh, for the memorial for Elijah Cummings and also the I one thousand uh, rally. Yeah, I guess it would 4, be four p.m. Four p.m. Okay. We will be there Sunday, and please remember tomorrow, November first, ten a.m. Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church will be hosting the press conference where we will be announcing the endorsement and support of Martin Luther King III, son of Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you very much, Attorney Jesse Wineberry, for all your work. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our next guest after this. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Life Rail. More stations, more places. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Eric's been in the Halloween music. It is Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. And our next guest is Rhonda Wilkerson, and uh, she is going to talk about uh, the event that's coming up on uh, November 9th at uh, 5 p.m. It's the 2019 Future Leader Scholarship Banquet. So welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye, Rhonda, and run Thank down to that. us what's going to be happening. Give us a little background on this uh, Future Leader Scholarship Banquet. Well, the Future Leader Scholarship Banquet has been uh, going on at New Beginning. Since, since we've uh, started the, the church. And so uh, and every year we do what we can to provide scholarships for students of new beginning. That's one portion of it. The portion that I represent is the, the, the chair is the Rise Up Community Developed Corporation, which is our 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so uh, what we do and what, and actually what our portion is, is that we, and we were incorporated in 2010 with the objective of providing community outreach programs. And it started out with us also being able to provide scholarships to students. So we awarded our first scholarship in uh, 2013. And since 2013, we've been able to, award about $36,000 in scholarships to students in the community. So um, our, our focus in 2015 shifted singularly towards education and vocational empowerment 
for individuals from at-risk families in the Renton and Kent community, but we actually are broader than that. We're in the Puget Sound area. Our mission is to empower individuals to advance the quality of their lives. Um, and we're, we're servicing, we're currently trying to service students in Auburn, Federal Way, Highline, Kent, Renton, Tukwila, Seattle, you know, the, wherever the students apply, where we get our applications from. Our future from, from now and the future is based on three words. And we want to introduce, meaning helping students and parents answer the question, what, are my child, what should my child be doing after high school? And we help them sort of navigate, in, introduce that. Our second word is navigate. So we try to empower parents and, and kids to guide themselves through whatever academic career and career path development that they wish to pursue. Also, uh, assisting individuals in vocational transition and connecting individuals to the community resources. And, of course, our third word is support, and that is to provide scholarships. So um, our portion in the Future Leaders Scholarship Banquet is for those persons who come who have um, company matching gift programs, and we ask that if they do have that, that they initiate that gift program with their employers to donate to the Rise Up Scholarship Program. Now, you know, uh, Ron, at the, at the event, you're going to be, uh, there's going to be some Lifetime Achievement Awards. Can you identify the uh, people yes. who are going to be receiving the awards? Well, the Lifetime Achievement Awards for this year will be Estrella Ortega from El Centro de la Raza and Congressman Larry Gossett. Okay, and, and who's your MC? I like the gentleman. I'm gonna let oh, you. Our MC is Lori Matsukawa from King Five News, and our and our guest uh, guest speaker, um, keynote speaker is Dr. Herman Felton Jr. He's the president and CEO of Wiley College in Marshall, Texas. And he's married to uh, Deacon Sarah Gray's grandniece, oh, Catherine okay. Bush. I didn't know that. See, I did because <laughs> Catherine and Angela are the best That's of friends. Enough. There you go. So Miss Sarah probably had a little influence. With oh, that. <laughs> so I'll let you know to give you the inside scoop. All right, I love it. Um, can you just give our listeners some kind of idea of you? You gave a figure, but how many scholarships have you guys awarded since the inception oh, of the program? Let's see. Um, new beginnings. I think we awarded over a hundred. $70,000 this past year mm. in scholarships. And like I said, uh, Rise Up, because we're a little we're a little newer, uh, we awarded over $36,000 in scholarships. Okay. And how, how many people is that, approximately? Um, let's see. For, for Rise Up, it, we've awarded over eight, it, it was eight students, and, um, oh, I lost count of the New Beginnings. That's all right. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll I know get you guys are doing a good job. And, and, and actually, in the New Beginnings one, it will be um, those uh, going in from high school, grad going into college, 
and it could be post-college also. Now, can you give us some contact information, ticket prices? How would people get in touch with, with you if they wanted to come to the event? Okay, well, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you the future leaders information first, and then I will give you RISA. For the Future Leaders Banquet, it's going to be next Saturday, November 9th. Uh, from, uh, the doors will open at 5 p.m. Tickets, individual tickets are $75, or you can sponsor a table of eight for $600. Okay. If you are interested in either purchasing individual tickets for the Future Leaders Banquet um, or purchasing a table, you can go to thenbcf.ticketleaks, and that's T-I-C-K-E-T-L-E-A-P dot com slash 2019 scholarship. Okay. Well, Rhonda, uh, thank you very much. We're going to make an effort. I talked to uh, Dr. Herman Felton down at Angela's birthday party in L.A. last week, so I, he'll be a guest on the program next week. So hopefully that'll motivate, uh, inspire some additional ticket sales. So thank you and uh, all the work you guys are doing. How's Pastor Braxton doing? I know he had knee surgery. Is he back? Is he back in the pulpit? Or is he still recuperating? He's, no, he's he's still recuperating. He's okay, still well, we'll put him on the prayer. We'll put him on the prayer list. At Mount Zion too. At Mount Zion on our prayer list. Okay, can so can I give you one more? Can go I ahead. One number. Okay, uh, for the Rise Up, if anyone is interested in contacting me for Rise Up. The number is 206-617-0607. All right, Rhonda Wilson. Rhonda Wilson. Thank you very much thank for all the work Rhonda. you guys are doing. Thank you, and thank you for having me on today. Oh, absolutely. Okay, uh, before we check out, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Port of Seattle, Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Person Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions with David Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group with Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett, the two Desert Storm veterans, because Veterans yeah. Day is coming up next week, and Solstice Media. Steffi does our website, and Hayward and I will be back at you uh, next week. And remember that uh, our time has changed for the Saturday program. It will be on now from 7 to 8 a.m. instead of 8 to 9. So Urban Forum Northwest will be coming back. Also, programs are archived on urbanformnw.com, our website. Uh, so thank you very much for today, and hey, we're not talking to you next week. Get your ballot in. <laughs>